What is up, guys? Welcome to the sixth podcast of the Southern Lure Podcast. My name's Griffin Fishing. That's my boy, Zuggy Fishing. Guys, we have a wonderful podcast set up for you. And our first sponsor of the podcast is Sasquatch Jigs. Guys, I've been catching so many, so many bass on these jigs, and they guarantee a 100% hookup ratio or your money back. And you heard that right, 100% hookup ratio. And guys, so far, I've had a 100% hookup ratio. I haven't lost one fish off of them. And uh, they're so, so freaking good. And guys, go check out Remington Barkley on Instagram and go give him a follow. He's a multiple, multiple tournament grade winner. And guys, he's an amazing guy. So, Zuggy, um, you know what? What are we what are we going over today? Uh, Griff, we're going to be talking pretty much everything fishing. I mean, I absolutely, you know, me and you, hardcore bass anglers and and anglers in general. We're going to be going over tons and I mean tons of tips, tactics, you know, ways to attack and catch bass. Um, Griff, but before we start the podcast, a huge shout out to Carolina underscore Jigs on Instagram. Um, he's an awesome fishing content creator. Ca- again, that's Carolina underscore jigs on Instagram. Also a huge shout out to Rippin underscore rope underscore on Instagram. Again, that's Rippin underscore rope underscore on Instagram. Again, phenomenal content creator trying to create a fishing business. Please give him support, some support on Instagram. Go give him a follow. All right, Griff, let's get right into the action. Why don't you start us off? You know what? Um, I'm I'm going to uh, Lake Seminole right. tomorrow, and I got a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of things lined up. I just got done talking with my uh, my guy right. I'm going out with, and he said uh, we're going to be there early in the morning, about six thirty right. Eastern time. Uh, uh, yeah, six thirty a.m. Eastern time in the morning. And he said what we're going to be doing is throwing a uh, throwing some frogs and um some swim jigs and like i told you uh i don't think i told you um one of the guys over there at sasquatch jigs he wants me to uh test out um their swim jig and uh you know they're they're working on it they're working on it working on their swim jig and they you know they want to make some updates to it and um and he wants me to go out there and try to work the uh, swim jig and put it to the test and so that's what's going on in the morning and as later on as the day goes and might move over to a Speed right. crawl, a candy. I think it. I think it's a candy bug right. speed worm. It's almost like a June bug sure. speed worm, but uh, but yeah, it's not in the magnum size. It's in the regular size, and I actually caught all of my fish on that, um, that speed worm That's today. Right. Other than other than the one that you know, you know, right. the other one, um, that I told you about. How, how, Griff, how do you think um, that? How do you think that swim jig is gonna do? Um, at Lake yeah. Seminole, I don't really not real too well unless i was legit going after bass that i knew that can go after a swim jig i got right yeah yeah. um it's not really the time of year for a swim jig right now but then again there's a lot of people like professional angler greg hackney he uses a he always has a swim jig on and um you know he can use it in the winter he can use it in the summer spring fall you know it doesn't matter what time um of year it is for him he can go catch them but really, my game plan is to catch some freaking eight, nine pounders tomorrow on the yeah. frogs. Um, if we, if we have some cloud cover right. going on, and so, and you know, Lake Seminole is 
bunch and just filled with lily pads. And so I got two frogs on one, the Spro bronze eye frog and the Guggenbaits filthy frog. Right. And one's black and one's more of a bluegill color. Got you. I understand. No, no, no. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to whack them tomorrow. Um, and then on, on the next week's podcast, we'll, we'll break down, you know, how, how was like, how was like Seminole, you know what I mean? Um, but no, I'm right. sure you're going to slay them. I mean, update on, mm. on my end, you know, I'm in New Jersey right now, as y'all know, and <clears throat> it has been a struggle. I mean, it has gone from mainly because, you know, the bass are confused right now. I mean, it goes from, you know, 65, 70, 75 degrees even. And today it drops down to 25 and it snowed like it's May 9th. It's snowing like we've never seen that before. These bass are immensely confused. You know what I mean? Like they, they're in that, right. they're yeah. in that, they want to be in that post spawn mode because, you know, it's May. They should be, you know, entering even, I'm sorry, did I say post spawn? I meant pre spawn. But, yeah, um, pre spawn. You know, they should be entering that post spawn mode by now in, in any, in any other given circumstance, but they're still confused. You know what I mean? Like, you know, right. yeah. Like, New Jersey is such a weird state because you have that weather fluctuating and it's just, it's just not, not ideal. You know what I mean? And, you know, when it, on those warmer days, you know, basically what I've seen as a good pattern, you know what I mean? Um, is when, you know, there's tons of warm days, 60 and above in a row. Like when you have one warm day, for example, and it was just cold the previous days, you know, the bass are still in that mm-hmm. transition period, you know, of trying to be active again. But, you know, mm-hmm. when when there's several warm days, I have been noticing an increase in the bite. Um, like we had a few days, 65 was there's 65 degrees around four days, slayed them on the bandito bug. Like it's, it's just one some, right. some of those type deals. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And also a big app. You know, I know that me and you used to, and another good tip for those who are listening to improve, um, you know, catching fish and, you know, getting the right conditions the right day, an app called Bass Forecast. Um, Griff, I know you introduced me to this app. uh, Talk to the viewers a little bit about that. Well, guys, the the, uh, Bass Forecast app I've been using for about a year now. And guys, it's absolutely amazing. I love it so much. We're not sponsored by uh by it by no means um but but this is a this is a free going to y'all straight up from us um it gives you a one to ten scale on how good the bass fishing is going to be right when you look at it yep so basically yeah guys Um, basically so when you hit the app right it it, you just put your location of where you are and you know the lake the the exact location of where you're fishing and everything and it gives you like a rating. So like one to 10, like based on different conditions, it's so cool. And I know Griffin firsthand uses it all the time. I sometimes forget, but I try to use it as much as possible because it really works. Like most of the time, you know, in New Jersey, it's it's freezing, you know, it's usually around a four, which is not good at all. But um, some days it's even been around 1.5 to be honest. But Griff, tell them how accurate this this app is. I mean, it's a great tip, you know, an app for fishermen, you know, that that are advocates and want to catch some more right. fish. Right. Well, it, when you don't have the premium, um, the premium account, it's uh, it's pretty accurate on you know when it comes to 
how good the fishing right. day is going to be. Um, it shows when the bite right. time is and when the slow times are. And I would highly recommend going to the premium because when you go over to their premium, you get options like where the bass are okay. going to be. I didn't know that. Oh, um, yeah, okay. where, where you are. Yeah. Like, like, let's just say it, it would, you know, the spawning right. season. And it shows when you look at it, it shows 6.5 and which right. is good. It's, I, I don't think it's great, but right. I think it's good. Um, and you go over into like, you swipe over and it shows you, it says that they're going to be in Creek channels. They're going to be on the bed or they're going to be migrating to see, the bed. See, that's right? so interesting. The, you know what I mean? <clears throat> like the, you know, not only that, but the tech t- technology, you know, to do that is insane, but, um, right. It's such a cool app. You know what I mean, Griff? Right. right, right another, right. another cool app. I know that, um, I'm 95% sure you have it. Fish brain. You have it right, yep. Fish right, Brain, right. really good app. Again, not sponsored by it in any means, but um, just coming from from us personally, Fish Brain's kind of like the Instagram of fishing, I would say. Um, you know, it, peop, uh, anglers can post their catches on it and share it with other anglers. And um, there, again, there's a premium version. It's ca- not close to like the caliber bass um the other app does it but you know it gives you some good baits to use and you know good um good tactics and stuff like that but another good app fish brain right. but uh well yeah. well what gets me what gets me though like on fish brain guys be careful on fish brain though because there is some places that is not public right. on there some guy like some people will be posting their pond and what they show and it's private and it doesn't, and nobody knows it, right. you know, and they'll have people come up on their property and stuff like that. That's happened to me mm-hmm. before. Um, I was actually on somebody's property um, that I didn't know about. They never caught me though, but I didn't know about. And I've soon to realize later on it, it was somebody's private property. And I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> right. you know? Right. And so, and, and also another, another, another time when I remember when I caught that, uh, I don't know if you remember though, I, don't, I really don't think me and you were in sure. the talks then, but I caught a, uh, I caught like a bunch of fish, um, earlier mm-hmm. this year and it was like a six pounder. This was like a little bit right. pre-spawn when the females were getting their eggs and getting all fat right. and stuff, um, getting ready to move up to the bed. Anyways, <clears throat> it showed the late, the pond I was fishing out was my buddy's oh, wow. pond. And and it wasn't public at all, and it showed it on Fish Brain, and I was like, no, wow. you know, and so, and so guys, guys, you got to be careful when it comes to that. Make sure it is a public pond before you step on foot. Right. Like, I mean, tons of YouTubers we watch. You know, they have those videos. You know, kicked out of spots, fishing <clears throat> private property. You know, like one of the guests right. that we had actually on our second podcast, Bass Fishing Productions. He he's been known on YouTube to um you know fish those private areas in in florida and you know they're they're very risky you know what i mean because you know you could you have the possibility of you know getting detained you know what i mean but um right it's a big risk but definitely would not recommend it um i would not it's better if if you if you see a private pond right that's on someone's property it's better to ask you know what i mean griff like you right. want to ask. You just don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah. 
Right. Like it, it, you can get like in so much big trouble. Now it's, it's exciting. It's fun. It's a new way to fish, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, but guys like just go out to your home lake. Really. If you want to catch some bass and, you know, just go out to your home lake. Now, now if it's a subdivision and you live there, that's one thing. Or if it's a subdivision, that's open that says no trespassing then i have no say and say right go on there right if nothing says no trespassing and there's no you know and there's nothing on there go ahead because you're in all legal authority to go because it says no trespassing because it doesn't say no trespassing but if it says no trespassing no fishing blah 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 blah, i wouldn't recommend going no i 100 percent feel that um you know, yeah, there's tons of stuff around there, you know, cops getting involved and people even getting, you know, right. some time. You know what I mean? Hurt. Also, right. people yeah, getting you hurt. Know, you step on someone's property, because... you know, someone may not like that to a great extent. You know what I mean? And take it to extreme mm-hmm. measures. You know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. I know people right. get shot, yeah. too. I mean, it's serious business. You know, you don't want to mess with this kind of stuff, guys. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's it's nothing to mess with. That, 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 that's basically the consensus. But, um, all right, let's get into some fishing stuff, you know, tackle tips, right. all that stuff. Griff, uh, let's talk about beginners, right? Let's talk about how to, what to have the approach. What approach do you want to take, you know, if you're a beginner? Well, do you think, do you th- okay, do you want me to, t- okay. Basically, guys, if you're listening to this and you're right. new to fishing, um, I'm I'm gonna right. break it down for y'all. Um, go on YouTube, go look up how to Texas rig. That's the main thing right. you can do. You can, and I would honestly do it right. weightless. Yeah, me too. But I would get I would get a Yum mm-hmm. Dinger. I would get a Yamamoto Cinco. Really, that's really expensive. But if y'all want to go right. get it, go get it. Um, um, I forget what the Strike King is. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever. But I don't even like those. But anyways, go find y'all a stick bait. What it's called, a stick mm-hmm. bait, Texas rig it, and just fish it. That, yeah, it's a great way. And to be how, I, <clears throat> you know, and th- th- like that's the Texas rig is the staple of right. bass fishing. It's not the crankbait right. to me. Me too. It's not yeah. the crankbait. Yeah, exactly. It's not the jig. It it like the Texas rig is the you have to know and and so once you get the texas rig you got about like 50 percent of bass fishing details down (laughs) you know when it comes to fishing because because if no matter if you're in uh new jersey no matter if you're in california no matter if you're in mexico you are always going to have a um texas rig. i mean the texas rig sanko you know it's a bait that everybody knows as you said before it's it's basically right. such a confidence bait, you know what I mean? Like, if you have a body of water and you throw a Texas rig Sanko in there, you're nine out of ten times going to catch a fish. You know what I mean? Like, hundred percent, hundred percent, such a confidence bait. Like, if you guys are <clears throat> new at fishing, and you know, aside from live bait and everything like that, like live bait's a whole different, a whole different story. You know, you could catch fish any day on live bait. But if, if you want, if oh, you yeah, want to be like a real yeah. bass fisherman, and you want to catch fish on artificials, for the, for the sport, sport, exactly, for the sport, exactly. I mean. 
you and you're just a beginner, throw the Sanko, 100%. You know, there's tons of different brands of Sankos out there. Um, the ones I recommend are the Guggen Squad Lunker Log, um, the Yum Dinger. I know that's one of Griff's favorites. Um, the yeah. Gary Yamamoto Sankos are a little expensive and not that durable, but they used to be my favorite Sanko um, of all time. Griff, yeah, what are, what are some more brands I, that I can't think of? Uh, that's basically that all you need, really. Need. Really, right. honestly. And actually, you, you talk about the uh, Lunker Log. I'm actually falling in Me love too. with it, to be I honest. love that thing. <clears throat> like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm seriously falling in love with it because, because of the weight, how much it weighs. Because a Yum Dinger doesn't weigh as much as a um, right. Lunker Log, but a Lunker Log is like, it's just, it's just as heavy to where it can sink just as fast. And especially with that hammer hook, when I bought the hammer hooks, I didn't know they were going to be that right. girthy. Right. If you get what I'm saying, yeah. dude, they're, they're yeah. thick. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, you can probably punch with that bait if you wanted to. I mean, that hook, but you, but I, I'd right. recommend a flipping hook, but it's so stout that it's like, holy right. cow. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. You know, you're going to need, you're going to need like an amberjack <laughs> than that thing. But uh, yeah, the bunker log is what I love about them. Not only the variety of colors, there's tons of colors they have, right? They're they're very mm-hmm. versatile too, and right. The thing I love about the lunker logs is the salt in and the, the the they call it the sauce the slaunch sauce is what I love. You know, there's tons and tons of salt and formula put into those things, and you know that's why they produce fish. In all honesty, and I love the I love all mm-hmm. that formula that's put in there with the salt. That creates a really good weight and sinking action, as you said before. Like, for example, there's this pond by me that I go to quite often. And it's not that good of a pond. It's actually awful, right? And it used to be good. Griff, I've told you this story tons of times. But um, this pond, not good, right? And right. Right. I, I, this is, I'm like the only person that's ever thrown a lunker log in there, right? Because, like, I'm the only real one who, like, knows what to do and stuff. But anyway, I threw a lunker mm-hmm. log in this pond. People mainly throw just Gary Yamamoto's and Yum Dingers and stuff. They've never seen a lunker log, these bass. You know, first time using the lunker log back when it came out at this pond, you know, caught a four-pounder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really? It, it, was, it was great. I mean, this pond, known for small fish. Like, extremely known for small fish. Like, there's no such thing as big fish these days. It was only, like... Back in the day, you used to catch these big fish in there, but I caught a four pounder off of it. You know wow. what I mean? This this was this was a while back, uh, I believe it was last fall. But um, no, Lunker Log, phenomenal Sanko, beginner, hundred percent Sanko, no doubt. Like, look up on YouTube how to Texas rig a Sanko. Uh, Grip another good way, you know, for beginners, wacky rig. Well, yeah, of course, a wacky rig, but but I mean, like, if they want to get right. into bass fishing. Like if they want to, if they want to get into the meat, the potatoes, because like if you wacky rig, yeah, you got one percent of right. bass fishing. But seriously, if you if you if you learn how to peg a weight, use weights and right. stuff like that, and and or just straight up weightless, do it weightless, and you know how to make that worm straight or make that creature bait straight or whatever, um, you know you got you got right. it pretty yeah, good. One hundred percent. I mean, all right. Yeah, I know exactly. Uh, there's nothing, nothing much more that could be said about that. But um, you know right. what, Griff? Let's go into you know sticking with the beginner. 
style deal. What, you know, what is the best beginner setup? Yeah, in terms of so, rod and reels, you know what I mean? Well, what price Let, point? Like, are we right. So at? for beginners, right? Let's say, let's say you've thrown, you know, your spinning reel with, 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 you know, your size eight hook, your bobber, and I don't know, your cheap $10, $15 reel from Walmart. Let's say, okay. let's say you have that already, right? And you want to get into bait uh-huh. casters, right? Because I'm sure a lot of our viewers, mm. you know, are, are, if they haven't already, are looking to get into bait caster, bait, ca- music bait casters. Mm-hmm. So, what are your recommendations, you know, and, you know, well, you don't know, you don't know this, but, um, right. It's kind of funny. My first ever bait caster set up was a combo by Shakespeare really? that I got okay. down in Florida and it was already pre-rigged, like pre-lined and everything and had, um, fluorocarbon backbone with, you know, I actually think I top, know the one that like you're maybe. talking about, but keep going. Yeah. Well, and anyways, it's green. Oh, it's I a green no, run setup. No, it's it's, made, it's already pre-done by Shakespeare. Anyways, I still have the rod. <laughs> I might have the reel somewhere. That's crazy. But anyways, um, finally, like that was like maybe right. sixty bucks, and I bought it. And I would not recommend my first baitcaster <laughs> being a Shakespeare <laughs> to anybody. Don't know. Even though that that reel was how much workhorse, was how much um, like how much? sixty bucks, like. Okay. 60 bucks. And so what, what, anyways, I try to figure it out. I birds nested the crap out of it, blah, 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 blah. And finally, um, maybe like a month later, I looked back at it and I said, I need, if I want to bass fish, I need to learn how to use this thing because I was legit putting 30 pound braid on my spinning rods and throwing half ounce jigs and catching right. fish like that. And if you would look, if you'd actually look at my YouTube channel, um, my old right. my old YouTube videos, the, the only two of them, you can see the little transition because on that first video that I had, you could see me throwing at that mm-hmm. black and blue jig on that on that white Abu Garcia Mike right. Antonelli rod um, that you get from Walmart. And then the next video, you can see me with that green bait okay. caster. Gotcha. Flipping. Actually, legit gotcha. flipping, and so and so. Finally, I uh, I told myself I need to learn how to use this, and I said today there will not be tomorrow. Today I will learn how to right. use a baitcaster. It's not going to be like a gradual right. thing tomorrow. I stood out there for about two hours, and you know, trying to cast it, work everything on the brakes because I right. don't watch videos. How do you use yeah. the brake system? How do you do this? Because I figured it out all myself. Right. You know what I mean? And so, and so, so basically for guys, um, for people, I mean, um, that want to get into bait casters, I would probably choose a combo lose. I know lose has some really, really, really good combos. Um, so does Abu Garcia. I would not recommend the black max, even (laughs) though a lot of people really love it. Um, but there's like, there's so much, so many better combos that you can get better than right. the black max um you know maybe sure. for ten dollars more and it honestly. is worth it you know what i mean and right 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 and so guys if you want to get into bait casters it's going to take bet. you a little while um i'm like one of not many people that said learned it in a day but um you know what i mean not not really not really many people learned it on a day it was more of a graduate right. 
time, you know, how, how you set it in. And now I'm not saying I don't have birds in that still. Um, people make fun of me. I'm having Corrado DCs or I have three DC reels and everybody's like, why, you know, you just have that. So you don't bird's right. nest. And I'm like, you don't think I still bird's right. nest on this yeah. DC, mm-hmm. you know? So people, people really don't understand that, but, but guys go, go. Um, I know the lose mm-hmm. mock twos combos. Yeah. Those are really good. The lose yeah. mock smash. I think the, the smash is um the loose smash is like eighty bucks. Is that bad at all? The combo, and it's like a legit setup, honestly. Or the um thirteen fishing origin chrome, fake chrome Mm -hmm. or something like that. I know that's Mm -hmm. a good setup, and you know, guys, it's just endless. You just got to do your research. Go on Amazon, look at the reviews, um five star reviews, four star, four and a half star reviews, and. Look for something under a hundred dollars, and y'all can uh, y'all can go smash. No, hundred percent. I mean, my my first bait. So basically, the way I rolled with it was, so I fished for spitting reels up forever, right? Like literally, I'm gonna say mm-hmm. I fished spitting reels up to when I was ten, right? And right, and then I my friend, one of my very close fishing buddies, loved going fishing with him. Got a bait caster because you know he watched mm. a lot of YouTubers and stuff and, you know, he wanted to be like them. He got the Abu Garcia, uh, black max. Right. And right. still to right. this day, he has that reel and it's his favorite reel. I, I don't know why, but, um, yeah. What do you say? Yeah. The black max? He, he's like oh, a good goodness. fisherman and his favorite reel is the black max. Like, like, you know what I mean? I, I have no why? idea, but anyway, so, I ended up getting a black max, right? And mm-hmm. I used it, you know, whatever. I learned how to fish it, you know, set the brakes, whatever. My friend actually told me how to set the brakes because he he, he knew how and everything, and he taught me. Um, right. But, you know, I used the black max, and I loved it for the time being, of course. You know, that was the only thing I had, you know what I mean? And... But then mm-hmm. as, you know, I started to got older, started to get into YouTube more, you know, watching YouTubers and everything. I started to like different brands and stuff. I eventually went from the Abu Garcia Black Max to Lose. Those were those are my two main. And then kind of along the way, you know, getting more and more and more into different things. It went from Abu Garcia to Lose to Daiwa. And Daiwa was the I had the Daiwa, I had the Daiwa Langua. It's a very, it's a very old reel. I don't, I don't believe they make it anymore, but um, right. that was like my official first real bait cash, you know, that had some money value to it. You know, I was like, this is my like real first one. You know what I mean? And so then yeah. after that one, I kind of explored more. I got some Bass Pro brands, you know, like the Johnny Morris carb, uh, Johnny Morris 2.0 uh, series from Bass Pro. Mm. I got some Cabela's reels, stuff like that. And then, you know, it's just more and more and more of everything, and then till this, and then to this day, Shimano DC Corrado, hundred percent my favorite reel. Yeah, I, I like the Corrados, um, the the DC like Corrado DCs. Right. I got two of them, um, ones and seven to two, and ones the six right. gear ratio. Anyways, um, actually, what's a really big sleeper on a lot of people is yeah. the SLX DC. Like, I just feel like I can cast SLX right. DC more. 
like farther. Like really, it's such a smooth reel. And my SLX, the rate, the like mm. original SLX, like yeah, like Kate was talking about in last podcast. You know, she it took her it, like it was really hard for her to set the brakes because it's a three on and three off system. But that's literally my smoothest reel. Right. No, seriously. Sure. The, the SLX, not the DC, but the SLX is my smoothest reel. And it's only a hundred bucks. So guys, I know if you're like a beginner, but you have, you do have some money on your hands, go buy yourself right. an SLX and look up some videos on how, what a three on three off system is. But that, seriously, I have, the, I have three DC reels. I have a Shimano Sitica. I got 13 fishing inceptions. But that SLX, there's just something about how smooth it is and the reeling of it. It's That's just awesome. wonderful. I love yeah. it. Those are some great tips for beginners, you know what I mean? But um all right. Right. Let's get into, you know, the bass fishermen throwing baits, you know, the whole nine. You know what I mean? So there's tons mm-hmm. of stuff we could mm-hmm. explore here. But in a previous podcast, we did explore some bottom baits, you know, finesse kind of stuff, bed fishing. That was actually our first episode. Let's talk right. about right. Let's talk about some moving baits, Griff. Why, why don't you Why don't you give us your input? Mm-hmm. I, I know you're not. I know you're not a big guy because well, mainly in Georgia, you know, you punch down there, you throw, you know, sankos and mm-hmm. everything. Not a big moving bait guy, but let's. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to cut out that people don't use crankbaits down here because they use freaking ten XDs. And they right. just whack them, you know what I mean. And um, like you follow, I know a lot of right. people use crankbaits yeah. up there. Um, you, do you know like you follow? Yeah, I 100 follow. I mean, I use crankbaits up here. You know, I'm saying like like you follow. Do you oh, know you like follow. you follow? No, I don't actually. I never heard of that. Wow, that's a humongous bass fishing um, lake in the yeah. country, actually. Anyways, anyways, I know a lot of people that use crankbaits and there's a lot of people that stick by crankbaits. Like there's some kind of Kevin Van Dam, but, but me, I, I feel like I can do what I want with a swim bait rather than um, like, like a paddle tail swim bait rather than I can a uh, crankbait. I know crankbaits more reaction bite and everything like that, but, but I I just can't, you know, I don't know if it's because I just hate the trebles. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I just, but when it comes to like, you want to talk about a cheddar bait, spinner bait, um, any underspin, something like that. I will, I will whip somebody's butt on that all day, but I, yeah, I just don't, I just don't have, I just don't have that confidence in a jerk bait, uh, lipless. Um, now don't get me wrong. I've caught 20 bass off a lipless one day, but I just don't, I just don't feel that. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, up here, crankbaits, moving baits, huge huge market for that you know what i mean people love 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 mm. moving baits spinner baits chatter baits you know what i mean my favorite personal moving bait all right this is my deal so there's a lot of like you know controversy spinner bait chatter bait right what's the difference you know what i mean i personally mm. have known the chatter bait more i'm sorry i have known the spinner bait more right and have used it more i don't know why i just I don't know. Mm. I just used it more and I have caught more fish on it. However, when I discovered the mm. chatter bait, it was an instant change. Like 
I feel like the chatterbait, it's a lot more, it's, it's a lot more easier to fish. I, I don't know why I say that, but I feel like it's a smaller profile and gives off a lot more vibrations in the water. Right. Like right. the Z-Man chatterbait. That's what everybody knows. You know what I mean? It's a phenomenal chatterbait. Phenomenal chatterbait. Right. But um, no, I mean, every single time I've used a spinnerbait, I've never caught a monster. You know what I mean? Every time I've used used the chatterbait, I have. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Like, even there, there's this lake in New Jersey that um, mm-hmm. best, but like, you know, there's some fish in it. And I was throwing a chatterbait, and mm-hmm. you know, I caught a three and a half. You know what I mean? And then I was in Florida one time, and actually in January, and I caught I caught around a three and a half, and then right before that three and a half, I caught mm-hmm. I caught about a four and a half five and on the chatterbait and i was actually you know i was i kind of what i like to do is if i'm ever fishing like a new pond or whatever and um you know trying to cover some water i call it the around the clock method i, I like to do this i like to start you know if you're if you have an open body of water right i like to start from the left and make a mm. cast like kind of like a sections of a clock you know what i mean to the left to right to cover some water, you know, and that's what I did with the yeah. chatterbait when I was in Florida at this little golf course pond. And I ended up catching a really big fish out in the center of the pond, you know, fishing that chatterbait. Mm. But, um, Griff, a thing that many people, you know, may be confused about is, you know, do you like, do you usually fish the center of a pond or do you normally just fish banks? depends on the time of year and right. you know you're talking about the chatterbait my me and my squad caught 70 percent on of our eight right. pounders last year eight eight or above right. on chatterbaits right. that's all they would eat right. like seriously that's all they would eat i would take people fishing i say here's a chatterbait go catch that five pounder boom 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 right. boom, 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 boom 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 you know like right. freaking four eight yeah, pounders i got you <laughs> you know and, and like, um, so like, I'm sorry. What was the question? What were you asking me? Right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Do I fish the middle of the bank? Um, like I said, it 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 all it all depends. If if there's vegetation right on the bank, right. I'm probably gonna flip it for a little bit. If it's dang 95 right. degrees and it's sunny and there's no clouds, um, they're gonna be under that vegetation. I'm gonna throw a punch rig down there and boom, right. catch a dang slab. Or I'm gonna win. You know, when it's they're out deeper, I'm gonna throw, you know, that moving bait down there. I'm gonna hop a big worm. Um, you know, it right. just all depends on the situation, man. But I, I right. on lakes, let's put it this way: lakes, okay. I fish shallower water. I'm not gonna say the right. banks, but shallower right. water. You know what I'm saying? And then on ponds. I would fish if there's vegetation, mm-hmm. like a bunch of vegetation around me on the bank. Right. I'm going to fish that first. Okay. And then I'm going to move got out. You. I got you. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that definitely clears some things up, you know, for, for those who had questions, but like, so basically what, what I'm trying to get at, like, right. Let's say you're throwing a chatterbait, right. And you're, you're fishing right. it along, you know, shallower water as you put it before. Right. And you're not get you're not getting any bites. Uh-huh. Now, would you would you want to throw that chatterbait 
in the middle of the pond? Mm, well, I've caught, like I said, um, at the pond last year, right. there was one spot in the middle. And because, and it's not because it was deeper than most parts. Actually, that pond, it's got where we were fishing in the middle of it. Okay. It's got gotcha. like, it's yeah, three yeah. foot right there. And you would literally see the bass, yeah. like when you throw it out there and start reeling, okay. you can see the wake of the chatterbait, but then you can see the wake coming up behind it. And you wouldn't even feel the bass. You would just right. know when he ate it because of the wake. Right. You know what I mean? And the, you can see the wake of the bass. Right. And then you can see the wake of the bass, like go off, to, veer off to right. the right or the yeah. left. And you just, like, you don't feel the bite. You can just gotcha. set the hook and he's there, you know. And I actually caught my um, my PB, well, right. tied up my PB. Um, right there using a uh, 14 inch okay. jelly worm from man's and okay. uh, I caught gotcha. him right there doing that. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I know what you mean, but like, so like, would you, would you ever throw a Sanko in the middle of the pond? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Right? I mean, why, you know, why wouldn't you? The way, the way that I look at it is I've always fished, you know, shallower waters more. I should say like if I had a big open body of water, I would fish. Well, you know, it's kind of, kind of weird the way I'm putting it, but I like in the pond that I go to most times, you know, I fish the shallower water more. Like I would, I usually don't chuck a Sanko out to the deeper parts of the pond, which I should probably. Right. Right. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of weird, but like some people will only fish, those shallower waters with that structure or that vegetation, you know, they won't chuck something out to the center of the pond where there's just water. You know what I mean? Like, so what, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Like, would you recommend fishing just that structure or those shallower parts? Or would you, would you want to fish that deeper water with just water? You know what I mean? Well, well, this is what, this is what I know. Um, if, okay. Let's say you have right. a pond, right? And there's nothing, there's nothing in the pond. There's right. no trees. You're just in a right. freaking desert. Right. And there's a pond, right? Right. And there, you know there's largemouth bass in it. But there's one sure. little stump in the middle of it. Sure. Like just like sure. one little tree stump in the middle. All the bass are going to be right there. I tell the back. 70% of the bass, yeah, I tell the back even more. Right. 85% of the bass are going to be right there. Because they like they want something to be around, something that they can say, right? Oh, I know where I'm at. You know what I mean? Because because that's where they relate to, sure. quote unquote, relate to. Um, and so you would catch bass right mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. any time of the day. But but for most cases, that's not right. really how it is. Um, you know, for most ponds, because most ponds have a bunch of structure, or either they have you know at least a couple like multiple structure pieces like some rocks or some tree limbs and stuff like that so it's kind of really hard to break it break it down because i doubt there's that one just one piece of structure right so you know what i mean um and especially and it's well hold on and like especially like like um fountains you know like ponds with fountains in it like huge fish are right there dude I caught I, I caught a four four pounder. Okay, this is a fun okay. story, and you, I, you haven't heard it yet. 
Um, I there, I I, I don't know if you're a uh, Christian like that, but I'm have not, you ever seen no. Facing the Giants? I've not. Have you heard of it? Like courageous facing the giants. Anyways, huh. they're um, they're big movies and they're like huge movies. And they they came out of um, okay. a church here in Albany. And anyways, we were at we were at that church and they had this little picnic thing go out in their mm-hmm. park, right after church, and it was huge. Like freaking three hundred mm-hmm. people showed up. And anyways, um, there was this one pond, and we we were all like there was kids everywhere throwing like little hot dogs and like pieces of a hot dog catching like a foot maybe not even that like six inch um right catfish and stuff like that blah 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 blah. anyways my dumb butt decided with the same spinning reel i'm talking about um i put a football head jig on and uh i threw it out there and i was just like dragging it I wasn't hopping it. I was just dragging it, dragging it, dragging it. And next thing I know, I'll pull out a four pounder and everybody's like, are you going to eat it? What is it? You know what I mean? And anyways, I threw, I threw next to that fountain, like I was talking about. And like I said, that one piece of structure, you know? And so they were hanging around there and plus with the fountain and everything being right there, it's going to produce a lot of oxygen for the, for those fish. And so, um, you know, if you have a pond, that's got kind of like a spillway, right. like an irrigation spillway. I, do. I don't know yeah. if you know nothing about that. Um, but right. it's like a little yeah. pipe that runs gotcha. out and that runs out of the water and it spills like a right. bunch of water back into the pond. And doing that, it like, I caught, a, I caught another four pounder doing that because I flipped a jig where that water was right. hitting the water you get, and because it creates a lot of oxygen. And also Certainly. that water is like yeah. spitting out insects. And when it, when that's spitting out insects, the brim come. And then right. when you know the brim come, the bass come. And then when the right. bass come, the dang catfish right. come. So there's yeah. everything right there. And so I threw a jig in there and I caught a four pounder doing that. So they, they you know, you just have to know and break down a pond really, um, you know, just gotcha. piece by piece but and like, see so what they're doing. What, what if you have a, like a man-made pond, right? And there's a clay bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not a single piece of mm-hmm. structure, grass anything in there right what's your approach mm-hmm. um you got to uh you got to find the bottom because there's some pe- there's some places like are you talking wait are you talking about like flat just across or just like a clay bottom just a clay you bottom that's it. it just water no structure anything like what, what's your approach well you, you got to find you got to find the points inside of it because there is underwater points. Right. Um, just like on a lake, like, because when you see a point, you know, like a point that you right. want to fish at with the eye, but below the water, that point extends gotcha. out really, yeah, yeah. really far. You know what I mean? And so you, right. and you fish that whole thing. When they say they fish a point, right. they're fishing that whole thing. You know what I mean? They're not fishing what you see from the eye. You're, they're fishing right. Right. around it. You know what I mean? And so, and so the same thing for that, you have like underwater, how, there's one place that might be deeper than the other. One place might have a pocket that's, um, you know what I mean? That's one place is three right. feet and then it drops down to five feet and they might relate to that. Sure. You know, it, it, it all just depends, you know? And so, so they'll relate to more of um, deep water and shallow water and 
like how everything is met, like you know if i was in that scenario i definitely fish bottom baits you know what i mean i yeah i'd fish, yeah, I'd I'd fish, fish some kind of worm head. you know texas rig wacky whatever also you know you know jake as well mm. um craw of course right bandito bug you know something like that but um i mean yeah i right. mean so you're you're basically saying you know there's no no matter what pond there will be there'll always be a differentiator where you could catch some fish. Right. Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, right. Yeah. So, so before we wrap up the podcast, um, you know, give, let's give our best fishing spot of all time, like the best structure, the best place, the best everything. I mean, I got mine. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to make right. my own. Okay. okay. I'm just going to create my own. My own little fantasy okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, I want something with with hydrilla, right? right? It's I'm I'm literally okay. building like Seminole as we speak right now. Um <laughs> um right. something with hydrilla. Because when you have a bunch of grass like right. that, you're gonna have big fish, no doubt. An abundance, right. like oh my gosh. And I want right. trees, like structure. I don't want like brush piles. I don't care about brush piles. I want like not logs, sure. but stumps, tree stumps, right? Noticeable tree stumps that are coming out. And I want lily pads. And thick vegetation that's okay. on top, like grass mats. And the reason why I say that is because, like, with that, the grass mats and the lily pads give something called horizontal structure right. that the bass relate to sometimes. Usually the bass will relate to horizontal structure when it's just beaten down. Sun, no clouds sure. in the sky. The pressure's high as crap. You're going to flip in there, throw a frog in there, and they're going to smack it. And you're going to catch something that you call a swamp donkey. No, that's not a deer to whoever that's listening. A swamp donkey is a bass with freaking shoulders, son, that lives in the swamp. Now, now in the thick stuff, the nasty stuff. And so um, you need horizontal structure. Now, the hydrilla is vertical structure. They'll go to that sometimes um, when it's, you know, it's 90 degrees, but you still right. have clouds. You know what I mean? They'll sit in there. They'll sit in that horizontal structure and waiting for a bait fish or something like that, right. a bluegill brim shiner um, sure. to fall down in these little pockets. And they'll, uh, they'll sit, they'll sit in mm. the pocket and they'll let for something fall and they'll just, just slurp it in. And that's, and I've, I fished a, a wacky rig trick worm doing that. And right. it'll just right. fall that's, into that pocket. Yeah. There's an eight pounder right there. You know, and then the stumps is for like right. I told you that structure Structure's key. that they relate to, because yeah. if you, ha- yeah, 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 so you'll like you might not catch nothing really, honestly, right. Right. but no, they'll be there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about an overabundance of structure, right. maybe like four pieces in this pond, but um, but yeah, like I literally just built yeah. like Seminole, and guys, guys, also if if you are ever 
down in the South Georgia, North Florida area, go check out Lake Seminole Fishing Adventures. Check out my guy, Paul Tyre. I have went to him so many, so many times. We've caught over a 30-pound bag one day. Multiple eight-pounders. Guys, he will put you on something. So, guys, go check out Lake Seminole Fishing Adventures on Instagram. Go DM him. Go give him a call. And he will get you set up That's to awesome. catch some donkeys. Uh, Griff, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the podcast. Um, again, guys, a huge thank you to our sponsor, Sasquatch Jigs, and another sponsor of the Southern Lore Podcast is Guggen Baits. Guggen Baits are a phenomenal tackle company run by none other than the Guggen Squad themselves. They make phenomenal soft plastics and hard baits to catch some hogs. You got everything from cracking craws to bandito bugs to lunker logs in the soft plastic area, the hummer, the blopper, and the zinger. The I'm sorry, Grim. The blooper, blooper. buddy. <laughs> but uh, I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the blooper. I always just forgot that. But uh, Guggen baits are a phenomenal bait. You guys know what Guggen baits are. You know they're pretty much the, one of some of the only baits that I use. Catch absolute hogs on them. We don't even have to be reading this. You guys know what Guggen Baits are. Go to GuggenSquad.com. Use code Zuggy for 10% off your purchase at checkout. Again, go to GuggenSquad.com. Use code Zuggy for 10% off your purchase at checkout. All right, guys. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening in to the Southern Lore Podcast. We appreciate you, appreciate you guys listening. Please go subscribe to my YouTube channel at Zuggy Fishing and follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Zuggy Fishing and Griffin. Hey, y'all, go follow me on TikTok at Griffin Fishing. That's fishing without the G. Guys, we just hit 11,000 followers on my TikTok. I love y'all so much for the support. And uh, also go follow me on the same Griffin Fishing on instagram and also guys if y'all haven't already known we have the southern lure podcast on tiktok at the southern lure podcast and also we are on instagram at the southern guys, lure thank podcast. you so much give for us a tuning follow. in and uh we're signing off that's the southern lure podcast episode six see you next time